Team 33. I would personally love to see yeah. a manager like Steve Bruce, a manager like Sam Allardyce take over a club that are the richest club by a mile in the world and see what they do. Live every Friday night on OTV Sports Radio. Download the podcast now in the OTV Sports app. You ain't shit! I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. My fans can be the harshest critics, you know. And they often are. A wife is often the harshest critic of her <laughs> husband. <laughs> I thought I was invincible. That's what you're, you're trained to believe as a sports person. There was four million people in Ireland who knew much more about managing <laughs> football teams than I did. When it comes to music, I can spoof with the best. Your sporting career is the best time you'll have, and, you know, you have to hang on to it for as long as your life because everything else is pretty crappy. And this is not lies. Stephen Rochard has never spoken to Jim McGinnis in his life. This is the Saturday panel on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until five. You can text us five three one zero six or streaming the conversation as well. You can listen on News Talk. Also watch us on the digital and social channels for Off the Ball from Periscope and Twitter, Out of the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. Uh, we were meant to kind of I suppose review the week here with Michael Verney of the Irish Independent and Michael Keith uh, from Tenio Ireland on the business of sport, but a little bit thrown out the window with the breaking news this lunchtime that the GA Congress, a special Congress, has voted on proposals A and B to restructure the football. Championship proposal A, which was moving teams into different provinces, was never going to work. 10% voted for it, 90% against. That paved the way for proposal B to be voted upon. It did not garner the 60% of delegate votes required at Croke Park today. The proposal to make the GA Football Championship a league championship in 2022 has failed. The vote, 168 delegates voted from the 183 that happened the opportunity to vote 85 or 50.6% of delegates voted for it 83 or 49.4% of delegates voted against it so the motion to make the championship a league championship is a non-runner 2022 will see a return to the provincial football championships knockout qualifiers through the back door no super eights there will be a Charlton Cup a secondary competition for teams that don't make the primary All-Ireland series listeners are texting in on 53106 is this a lot opportunity for years or will momentum for change keep building another Congress of the GA in February maybe by 2023 we will see this league championship uh, structure come into play Hi John I'm not much of a GA man to be honest but was interested in this Congress vote as I couldn't understand why anyone would want to keep the championship as it is in football can any of you explain the reasons boards would vote for change uh, or no change apart from the provincial argument as a sports fan I'd very little interest watching next year's championship now with predominantly mass matches until probably the semi-finals ludicrous says Jim Michael Verney how do you feel about this in terms of your reaction to what's happened today are you surprised that this did not get through because I thought the votes were there just to answer your listener's question there history and tradition would be the big would be the big thing that's in the way of a change like this um, it was really healthily debated I feel it just within the GA these things take time uh, often they take too much time and this is probably uh, there's, there's a massive massive clamour for change and from a player's point of view it does feel like they have been slighted here and you know over the coming months we're in October now no county squad will be back together yet uh, be interesting to get into the minds of some inter-county players that were you know humming or hawing and whether they were going to commit for next year I'd imagine based on what the GPA were saying players were massively enthused by the idea of a league based championship 
will we see an uh, you know um, not a mass exodus, but will we see a lot of intercounty players, particularly from weaker counties, opting to not uh, join in when J ones are back on the table again next year? Will we see a lot more intercounty players taking that option again? I'd say you probably will. The only thing I would say about this is at least there was a very very healthy debate there was a majority albeit a, a small majority 50.6% to uh, to 49.4 but if tweaks can be made if these you know anomalies that people who voted against it if they can be rectified you'd hope within the next 2 years a proposal uh, that appeases these people can be put on the table and that the championship can be you know we can see a new championship hopefully in the next couple of years Mick O'Keefe is there a lost opportunity now from the business of sports from capturing the imagination of the public for football you used to play for the Dubs have the GA their conservatism has it really cost them today long term yeah, look, I, I think just there's there's two ways of looking at this. I, I I don't think necessarily this is a vote for status quo. Like over fifty percent of people have voted in favour of change. I I think what's happened here is, and I think I actually think in in the long term this may be seen as a good good vote because I do think there's certain principles have been accepted, and the fact that when this has been healthily debated, I don't think anybody came out and said that the current structure works. I think there's a Donegal delegate today who was quoted. I think he said. That this proposal be was the best solution on the table today it doesn't mean it's the right decision right and i actually agree with that i think there was too many little quirks in this proposal b that didn't make it the right decision i think the fact that over 50 percent of people still voted for that proposal b has entrenched the principles of a league-based championship i think there aren't 32 a let's call them a championship um, football teams in, in in the country and sometimes, as Michael alluded to, the GEA is a strange organisation and sometimes it takes two and three votes to get to the right place. Some of the historic votes over the years, the Irish Indo have a piece in it today. Um, I think if they can come back with a better version of proposal B, I think today's vote will, will be seen in the light of being a, a good decision today. And I think that will happen. Um, from a business of sport perspective, like I've spoken to people within the GA and the GPA and others who are around the, the kind of the committee around this, um, it was inconclusive whether proposal B would mean more sponsorship money, more broadcast money. But I, I would feel that a better system, league-based system, with more clarity on games, more ability to put multiple matches on on the weekends. I think longer term it would have been a, 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 a an, up, an upshoot. I, I'm glad in a way that finances and commercialization weren't part of this debate because. It, it, this was purely about football and structure and fixtures and what's the best what's the best approach. It's unfortunate that the best proposal was still had too many flaws for it to get to sixty percent. But I think in the long term, and hopefully in the short term, in the next six to twelve months, a better version of proposal B will get through. And I think if that happens, well, then today will will be seen as a good day. And the fact that over fifty percent of people still voted for proposal B, I would take heart in that. And I don't think agree with some of the callers who were coming in saying. This is, you know, backwards men and, you know, an antique organisation afraid of change. I don't think anybody wants what's there now. And I think there's a general acceptance that what's there now is broken and we need change. But proposal B, in my view, was the was the best proposal, but it wasn't right. And I think the fact that it didn't get through in the long term will be a good thing for the, for the GEA. But it is just not an indicator, Michael, that the provincial councils are as strong as they've been. And the provincial councils now might want round robins within their 
provinces. Yeah, that was obviously something that that uh, Michael Reynolds floated during the week. Uh, like, uh, there was provincial round robins in Hurland in Leinster. And they're fantastic. Yeah. Because you have the right level of competition and a good balance between Munster and Leinster. Nobody in any way is saying that they're one of the best things I've mentioned to you. But in football, it doesn't work. Yeah, but the provincial round robins that Michael Reynolds is talking about is actually the preliminary round robin that was in Hurland four or five years ago where it was uh, Mead and Westmead and Leash and these teams playing to get a quarterfinal place. Essentially, uh, your Dublin's, Meads, Kildare, and the semi-finalists from the previous year are already going to be in the quarter-finalists. So, yes, you're, uh, the weaker teams within Leinster, would say, are going to get extra games, but essentially it's the same outcome at the end of that. Uh, so, that that would that's to me, that would be a regressive a regressive move. Um, and I, I don't know how much, uh, how much of, you know, how many people would actually back something like that? Because I don't think you can look at that and honestly say this is a really progressive move within our provinces. The provinces, uh, provincial councils obviously have a lot of clout still and the vote would suggest that. But I just hope in that within uh, the people that put together a proposal be that they are not demoralised and that they still have the energy to go again. They have the nucleus of a really, really good idea and they have a lot of support. With minor tweaks, it can get over the line over the next couple of years. 53106 GPA tail trying to wag the dog, says Eugene. Absolute joke for Man of Vosh to continue playing approximately 80% of their games in January to March in the secondary competition and then normally two, maybe three games over the entire summer. Madness. What's best for players and fans? Ignore it, says one of our texters. Very disappointing. Same old, same old. I don't know how the GA intend to sell this to the game going public. Tickets have got very dear, particularly if you want a family day out. Nobody wants to go to a game where one team is almost, except for a miracle, guaranteed to win. Definitely not worth spending the money on, says Gene on 53106. Get in touch with any of you if you actually believe this proposal B was flawed. Um, Mick, I suppose the one positive of this, I've never seen uh, maps of Congress votes and, uh, you know, pledge delegates and all this kind of thing before. I suppose from a transparency point of view, even though there was a secret ballot today, um, I thought this was a refreshing debate. Yeah, I, I, I think 90% of the debate was was good. It was robust. I think, you know, I, I read the Irish Examiner this morning and the Mickey Quinn, the, the Longford player, was on one side of the debate and Stephen Barker, a Derry delegate on the other side of the debate. And they, they were actually both almost saying the same thing. And it was refreshing that people could have have open debate. I, I do think there's a little bit of subtext here, though, and Michael alluded to as to you, a little bit of protectionism from the provincial councils. Some of the commentary from the provincial councils I think undermined, I think, the, the credibility of some of those who were involved in Proposal B, who were well-meaning volunteers, let's be honest. Um, and I think that was unfortunate. I, I do feel sometimes when the rubber hits the road with the GPA, there's still a little bit of, of, of antagonism towards some elements of the GPA. I think that's changing. Um, but I do think little things like that bubbled up. But I think in general, I think it, it was a healthy debate. Um, I think people respected each other's views. And I think... You know, there's not this massive, you know, even people who are there that I've spoken to in the last hour or so, there's not this massive, you know, gut-wrenching disappointment. I actually think that people who are reformists, you know, and we a lot of former GA presidents involved in this, the players in general back this as well, um, that the reformist agenda and the reformist movement will win out here. Um, I just hope it happens sooner rather than later. Um, and let's let's debate it again, you know, let's, let's come up with a better version of Proposal B I, I firmly think, John, that one of the issues here was that they undermined the provincial champions too much. And I know Rory Gallagher, it might have been on News Talk, said this that that um, it's on the football pod, yeah, 
yeah, he had a very good line around the glorified friendlies and you know, almost like a version of the McKenna Cup and the FBD leagues. And I, I think there was a point, I think that's a fair comment. And if you can find a solution that, and there is a way of doing this where you have a league structure that dictates your, your ranking, which dictates your position within um, a A or a B championship, let's call it, right? But that maybe the second bite of the cherry should be provincial championship. So you make the provincials meaningful. If the provincials can be meaningful and you can maintain a league-based structure that gets you your seeding, well, then I think we have Nirvana then where you can keep everybody in the tent and you have a structure and a system then that works. I know that's a lot of games and a lot of competition, but there's a way of doing that that works. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, you know, you, you look at the hurling scenario where, you know, almost by accident of geography, you've two very evenly matched, you know, let's call it a North and South divisions, right? Of two teams, of two two groups of five. And it's brilliant. And it's teams of equal ability playing each other all the time, or of, of sorry, of um, similar um, standards playing each other. The standard's amazing. People want to watch hurling. Do people want to watch hurling rounds of football? No, they probably haven't wanted to watch them in 30 years. This isn't a new thing. Um, but I, I, I do firmly believe we're at that point now where we've crossed the Rubicon reform. The reform agenda, I think, has won, not lost today. Um, and if we can just tweak that B to get the league structure and have something more meaningful in the provincial championships, I think we have it. John, the short-term ramifications next year are that we will see very little little football games, particularly early in the championship, and the hurling will dominate once again. There will be round-robin games from Leinster and Munster on until the end of the provinces, and it will only really be uh, probably provincial finals and, you know, really juicy qualifiers and the knockout stages of the championship where you will really see It's football. over by July. I think people need to remember now we've got a split season coming in, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're not going to hurling will dominate the early part of that. The, you're only really going to see the football championship next year when it gets. You know, Dublin to need to win. If if you look back on the fact that Dublin have won every Leinster title bar one since 2005, Dublin need to win three games to win the All Ireland. Uh, three, yeah, probably three really competitive games. Potentially, maybe mm-hmm. two in a Leinster final. So yes, that's that's the way. That's the way. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a bit of a dead rubber next year, John. Unfortunately, I think that's the the big negative here is that the system that not not anybody thinks is right is going to survive for another season. But, but you know, is it worth hanging on one more year to get the next system right? You know, maybe. Um, I think it is. I think it is. If you, I suppose, my concern is that this gets into committee-based uh, smoke-filled rooms for ten years, and that sometimes you really need to go to the brink with these kind of things and negotiations for it to actually be pushed through. And um, that's much just my concern as a hurler on no, the bench I, about I, this. I, I, I agree, John. I, I, I think. I think. Look, I, I think there's a very valid point in that. I, I think that one of the things that kind of irked me as well was the I kind of review after two years. You know, if you really think this is the right system, why do we need to review it in two years' time? You know, like the GA is notorious for. You know, we bring in a SIMBA and then we take it out. We do all these, you know, if you're going to reform, do the reform, give it five years, you know, let's not review it in two years and change it again. And you're confusing the, the punter and you're confusing the players and confusing the sponsors and everybody else that's involved in it. You know, let's get it right. Let's use the next few months to, to, to reform and let's use the next few months to get this right so that by 2023, we have the best championship that is the best for the players. You know, you've Mickey Quinn in the examiner today from long for talking about an average of two or three matches a year for, for his whole career you know, in championship, like, that's not right, you know, and it's not right that we have a, you know, I think somebody else under the paper said if we could go back to Norman times and ask them to split the county in four, or the country in four, even for provinces, you know, like what system is 12 teams in one division and and, and five in another, like it, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, look, let, let's get it right. Let's use the next couple of months to, to really fine tune this thing and, 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 and to get it right. 
53106. The real winner here is the other codes, such as rugby and soccer, says Kieran in Dublin. I had GA conversations with at least four people differently yesterday. Not one mentioned Congress and option B. Club is at the core of the GA, says one of our texters. Yeah, but that might be true. But look, the, the championship is the show. That is where the mass appeal of the public. One million people watch the All-Ireland final. How many people go to club finals on Patrick's Day, which is one of the uh, the easiest days of the year to go to something. Um, although even being defeated, the 50% plus vote for Proposal B indicates an acknowledgement that change is needed. It may result in weaker counties getting weaker in the short term until real change takes place, says Roger in Sandyment. Very few flaws in Proposal B, says another of our texters. It incentivises teams in form. Teams that finish 6th, 7th and 8th in Division 1 or 2 have proved they can't win Sam that year. Michael, um, just in terms of the logistics of next February in Congress, can we get something meaty on the table so that this could be back on the, back on the agenda again it's, soon? It's very soon to make all, right. the, all of those changes from you know October to February is you know a short amount of time to make the necessary changes. I, 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 do, I wouldn't see it next year um, and I'd see a lot of things going on behind the scenes maybe for maybe a special congress at the end of next year uh, four months is a very very short period of time to make the requisite changes that are needed and to win over and win favour uh, where they need to win it over to get the percentages they need to get over the line 53106 uh, Robbie from Dublin is asking you Mick as an ex-inter-county player uh, would you not miss the buzz and not get football? Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I think. Look, and you, you look at the the COVID championship and, and the, all the stuff that was thrown up. Um, I think there is something in knockout football. However, I I, I think I, I I like the balance of having a group early on and the best teams come out and you know you get knockout then at the quarter final on. Um, I, I would I would still be in favour of that. Let's call it a Champions League style, four groups of four, best teams get out, top two get out into a quarter final, and then you go knockout. I think that's the best of both worlds. Well, according to this, John, when, when I was playing and I was sitting on the bench most of the time, it was didn't, it wasn't great when you get beaten in June and you're gone for the summer um, and you're kicking your heels for the rest of the summer either, you know. So I think I think having a having a second chance isn't it's, isn't a bad thing. Chelsea have gone four 0 up against Norwich. Um, you're now managing the Dublin uh, Masters team, is that right, Nick? That's right, yeah. I would think it was a it was a nice way of them telling me that I wasn't going to get me game this year. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a final, Mick, are you? We're in the final, yeah. We uh, we beat Mayo in the semis there, and um, and they have a good tradition of masters there. Obviously, we're playing Tyrone, who have Stephen O'Neill and a couple of other fellas playing. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. You know, the, the standard has actually improved a lot. Like you know, forty-year-old men now, John and Michael, like a lot of them are very very fit, um, and it's it's the standard's been really good this year. Um, so we're playing Tyrone in two weeks' time. So yeah, hopefully we hopefully we get that. You know, as I said to the lads, I'm, I'm the only unbeaten Dublin manager this year, John. You know, Desi Farrell ringing you for tips. Uh. <laughs> John Coslo has my number. Uh, is, is, so is this like whatever seventy minutes? Uh, is it like a normal fifteen players? No, it's, it's sorry. Yeah, it's it, there's a few few uh, quirks in it. So it is seventy minutes. Um, a lot of the guys, I'd say ninety percent of the players are playing club football still. Um, a lot of them maybe necessarily want weren't superstars who played into county because you find a lot of into county fellas um stress and strain of playing at that level for eight or nine years a lot of the time is a, a physical toll on the body so there are we have a number of fellas like pat andrews and shane ryan and a couple of those on the panel but a lot of our fellas would have been guys who maybe would have been on the fringes of the dublin thing um so the, the one big major difference is um rolling subs so 
you know, you can take a fellow off for 20 minutes and give him a break and then bring him back on, um, which in a, in a, in a, in a fast paced game is, you know, for fellas who are 41, 42, sometimes 10 minutes uh, on the sidelines is, is, is positive. So there's a, a little bit like sevens like that, where you can roll fellas in and out. Um, but otherwise it's, it's the same, um, same rules apply. Um, and it's a great game. Yeah. And I think, look, there's a, there's another thing at this. It's not officially recognized yet. Which is a pity, I think. I know the GA have enough to be doing, as we know today. Um, but I think it would be great long term. And I think, look, you know, it is competitive, but there's also an element of there's mental health benefits out of this for for lads. There's you know keeping fellas fit, um, as well as the physical um, benefits. And it, you know, it's not all about winning. It's about you know people at this age, um, you know, have have experienced they've lost people and all that kind of thing. So there is a bigger picture here around. Isn't it great to have a competitive? competition for 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 people over the age of 40 and there's 16 teams in the championship this year and it's going um in fact it's probably a victim of its own success so yeah it's great it's good and it's 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 it's, it's good to be involved so yeah hopefully we'll be in now in a couple of weeks fair play making the best look in the in the final chelsea for an hour janelle as i said ben chilwell has scored for the third game in a row uh interesting for chelsea today uh reese james also on the mark adam hudson adoy uh, who was asked by his manager to deliver today. He has. He scored the second goal. Mason Mount got the uh, first goal to Chelsea. Norwich really struggling this uh, season. 5-3-1-6 with his defeat for Proposal B. If you're just breaking uh, uh, the news, well, I am. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is Hurling's a much better game as one of our textures. Much more exciting and viewers friendly. The football championship is only interesting at the last four games. People are only really alive to the Mayo story, says Niall in Dublin. Well, Hurling's going to be very exciting next year, Michael Verney, because Henry Shefflin is the new Galway manager. I just think, when I think about this, I just think of one word, respect. Henry Shefflin walked into that Galway dressing room like Roy Keane or something like that. Everybody's going to respect him. Yeah, there's a massive respect. And when the appointment came out, um, you know, the mood in Galway probably hadn't been great in recent weeks. And a lot of Galway pe- people would have wanted Michal Dunhu back for whatever reason. That didn't happen. Uh, it's very similar to Glenn Ryan getting appointed in Kildare there was a similar mood in Kildare after Jack O'Connor uh, left uh, or stepped down and then wound up in Kerry and all of a sudden Glenn Ryan's appointed and Henry Shefflin's appointed and the mood and the optimism within the county is absolutely massive um, it's just, it's, there's so many um, subplots to this the fact that he's obviously going to come up against Brian Cody in the Leinster round robin and could potentially come up against him in the Leinster final and maybe further afield there's the fact that he felt it necessary to step outside of Kilkenny to take an inter-county job there's so much to this I, I still a bit of a ball from the blue for me because I just couldn't see him going to another county particularly a County, where he's going to come up against his his own uh, his own native county, and in the likes of T.J. Reid, Joey Holden, Adrian Mullen, uh, Owen Cody, and some of his nephews that are going to be involved with Kilkenny. So there's so many strands to this; it's fascinating, and it has lit up the off season now, and it's lit up the Leinster Championship, even though we're you know six or seven months away from it. And Joe Canning, can he twist his arm? <laughs> That's another really interesting thing. You have the you know, widely regarded as the best player of all time in Shefflin, potentially sitting down with one of the other best players of all time. <laughs> so it's going to be real interesting to see that conversation there. Uh, Henry's backroom team is going to be really interesting too. He's got Richie O'Neill, who uh, who has been with him in Ballyhale and is with him in Tommy Thomastown. But who he has from a Galway point of view is going to be really interesting. There's so many strands to it. Yeah, no, I can't wait for next season and the shoulders on the sideline between Brian Cody and uh, Henry. I Shefflin. don't see that now somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, we're going to have fans back. Uh, I'm just fascinated you're taking the business of sport post-pandemic as we emerge from this. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not over and like we'll have to live with this for a while, but I suppose the worst is thankfully over. Um, like, the uh, full house against Portugal, New Zealand coming to Dublin. It's uh, a huge relief for the IRFU and the FAI. 
Oh, yeah, it, it's great. And look, you know, uh, if you take it, look, look, football without fans is nothing, or sport without fans is nothing anyway, for starters. So, look, there's about six or seven strands to this from a business of sport perspective. Just looking at the stats there, you know, Manchester United, four million euro per game, or four million pounds per game is what they take when they, when, they, when it's a full house. And there's eight or nine Premier League clubs that there's a million or more that they make on, on match day. If you take it from an FAI or a GEA even perspective or, or a view, and they're all different the way they make it up. So there's obviously the ticket money, which is hugely important, and that could be around a million or more. Um, there's hospitality, particularly from an IRFU perspective, um, which is which is which is another strand to it. There's advertising on match day, there's food and bev, there's you know merchandising. And there's also other things like sponsors and, and fulfillment of tickets for them as well, which, you know, when you when you had empty stadia, the rights holders weren't actually fulfilling their contractual obligations. So it kind of takes that kind of thing away. And it's also a better TV product, which, which helps. I don't think anybody likes to watch matches in, in empty stadia. So and that's, I suppose, just in the stadium itself. That's before you start getting into, you know, New Zealand, Ireland. That's a big blockbuster game. Right? You're going to have pubs full, hopefully. Um, you know, people travelling in and out of Dublin, Portugal, Ireland. That's going to be fantastic. Like, the amount of people who want to go watch Ronaldo play is just, you know, a full house for an Irish soccer team. There's no chance of qualifying, but people are beginning to get behind. And that's going to be brilliant. But the spin-offs, that whole, I suppose, one a better way of saying, that ecosystem that goes around match day, you know, the catering, the hospitality, the, the the drinks, the the supporters clubs, the cleaning companies, security, you know, it's good for business um for everybody. Um and the agents and all that so agencies I say that could that go around it. Um, and if you look at you know the GA uh, even from a ticketing perspective, like 50% of the revenue is is match day um and, and gate receipts. And the RFU is is something similar and they, they can you know net sometimes I think 10 million in an autumn autumn series. So you know, it's going to fill the coffers, which is great. And I think it's better all around, you know, like going to watch, I got really excited for the first time in a long time, you know, and you know yourself when you work in sport, around sport, you know, you, you, you get, I'm really excited about going to watch Ireland, Portugal, if we can get a ticket, uh, and New Zealand as well, and, and having full houses and, and getting people back into, into state, it's going to be brilliant in a safe way, obviously, as well. And, and we're not through this thing yet, but, you know, um, you're looking at up to 50% uplift for 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 the sports associations by by actually having fans back in there yeah no absolutely well said Mick and Michael Vernia a good morning for Joseph O'Brien he's won the Melbourne Cup a couple of times down in Australia and yeah, another winner there today yeah he won the, the Cox Plate this morning with State of Rest and Johnny Allen who probably would have been seen as a journeyman jumps jockey over here saw an advert in a paper went over to Australia has won 12 Group 1s over there I think he's the prize money of those 12 Group 1s is something like 42 million uh, Aussie dollars so it's a, a great story got up by a head this morning um, Joseph is 28 He's won two Melbourne Cups, an Irish Derby. He's won at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, he's obviously a, a hugely successful jockey before uh, weight issues got the better of him. And uh, he's definitely going to make sure that the O'Brien name, between him and Dunnock, the O'Brien name is going to be carried on for a long, long time in Irish racing. It's phenomenal what he's achieved already. It really is. It's remarkable. Leiden's only in his early 50s as well. Yeah. We're talking about the next 50 years if you know all going well yeah realistically yeah there's there's no there's no reason why not Joseph's only been in the game a couple of years and uh, I've been down I've been down on Awning Hill a few times his, his set up there is phenomenal you know talking about the guts of about 200 horses um, and he's got obviously some massive ba- bankers again and uh, Twilight Payment which won the Melbourne Cup last year is owned by Lloyd Williams a Hall of Fame owner in uh, Australia He's one of four horses down in Australia from Europe and going for back-to-back in the Melbourne Cup. So he's going to be in the headlines for a long time and the O'Brien name is going to be in the headlines for a long, long time to come. Mick, thank you.
Michael, thanks very much. John, always a pleasure. And uh, Michael Keefe there and Michael Verney here as well. Reacting to that GA vote today, just to recap, if you're just joining us, listeners and viewers, the proposal to make the GA Football Championship a league championship has failed. It did not garner the 60% of delegate votes required at a special congress at Croke Park today. The vote taking place within the last hour. 168 delegates voted from the 183 that had the opportunity. 85 or 50.6% of delegates voted for it. 83 or 49.4% of delegates voted against it. So the motion to make that championship league, league championship failing to garner the 60% support required. 2022 will now see a return Turn to the provincial championships in football. Knockout qualifiers through the back door. No Super 8s. The traditional quarterfinals. A secondary Charlton Cup for teams that don't make the primary All-Ireland series. We're going to be back after at 2 o'clock from about 2.40 to 3 to get all the reaction from Croke Park. Larry McCarthy has spoken about this. Tom Parsons as well from the GPA. Listeners out there, continue to get in touch on 53106. Is this a lost opportunity for years now or will momentum for change keep building? I think it's a disappointing day. I don't think the players were ultimately listened to in this. A majority did vote first. That is progressive. We could come back to the table. But you know in the GA, this could take a while. And it needs to happen now. It needs to happen in the next couple of years. The provincial championships in football are not working. We need a better structure. And I think the public and the players deserve that. We're going to be back after two o'clock with Sonny Bill Williams reflecting on his life and his career on Off The Ball Saturday here on News Talk. Don't go away. The Saturday panel on Off The Ball. 